listeners, welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we talk to new and experienced long distance or through hikers about their adventures on and off trail. I'm your host, Cher. In this episode, we welcome a dear friend to me personally and also to the Thruer community, Lee Ruel or Snickers. He's an experienced hiker who has hiked the AT, the PCT, and has also hiked the New Mexico section of the CDT in hopes of completing his Triple Crown in the near future. During our interview, we discussed the trail community, a run-in with a rare animal on trail, the secret to his favorite ramen meal, and his favorite and not-so-favorite piece of gear, which may or may not be the same item. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Snickers. Welcome Snickers to the Thrower Podcast. Thank you for coming on. How are you today? I'm good, Cheer. How are you doing? I'm great, and I'm so happy to talk to you. And for the listeners, um, Snickers is a dear friend. Um, we've hiked together along the PCT and CDT, so really honored to have him on. He is going for his triple crown in the next year slash two years, right, Snickers? (laughs) So he started with the AT, um, and he'll go into this in more detail in a second, but he started section hiking the AT. Um, He did the PCT in 2019 and a little portion in 2020, and um, now he's taking the CDT on, and we hiked um, in New Mexico together. Just got back recently, so I don't know about you, Snickers, but I'm going through a little post-trail depression. I'm missing it, but so glad to talk to you today. This is kind of bringing all the memories back, so that's really helping. Um, So yes, we're going to get into all of that in a second, but just for the purposes of our um, listeners that are new here, um, normally when we um, interview hikers. We either interview new hikers or, um, I call them alumni or experienced hikers. So obviously Snickers is an experienced through hiker. Um, and we have, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a good or a bad I don't know. Hi over there. <laughs> I try to be. Yeah. I try we'll to get be. into it. Yeah. We'll get into it for sure. The good and the bad sides of through hiking. But um, we have separate questions for the new hikers versus the experienced hikers. So we're going to go through the experienced hiker um, questions today. And the way that our interviews usually goes, we start with an intro. So Snickers, you can introduce yourself first to let the listeners get to know you a little bit. And then um, I like to do some fun rapid fire questions at the beginning. Um, So we have about four questions that are kind of fun. And then we'll get into the bulk of the interview, which is our 10 questions, which I've worked with some hikers to kind of come up with simple 10 questions to sort of encompass what a through hike is all about. Um, so we're going to go through those 10 questions. And then at the end, um, if I have any follow-up questions for you, Snickers, I'll bring them up then. And um, if you think I missed something that's that was really big for you during your through hike, you can bring those things up mm. at the end. So if you think I missed anything. Um, cool. And then for closing, um, we'll ask you where we can um, follow you and keep up with your adventures. So with that, mm. Snickers, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, well, you know, here I am. First thing I say, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a little nervous. I'm not accustomed to doing this kind of thing, but um, 
I agreed to do it with cheer because uh, she was such a great, you know, traveling companion and through hiking buddy. It was just phenomenal out there. And um, my real name, as you heard, I'm Snickers, but my real name is Lee Ruel. I live in New York City uh, for about 40 years now, originally from Wisconsin. And, um, and here I am. And yes, you have done the AT, the PCT, you're working on your CDT trek. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, it, it happens. You just start out and then you say never again, you know, <laughs> it's, it's too hard. And then it's too much fun. And then before you know it, you're going back again. And I, I, was, I was a backpacker to start with. And I met some people um, at help at Hiraman State Park on the Appalachian Trail. And uh, that's what got me started. And then before you knew it, um, I had finished the AT. Um, it took me about 19 years to do, not before you knew it, but before you knew it. Because uh, I was working regular job, I'm a family guy, um, you know, bills to pay and stuff. So every year it was like a week or two weeks. I really looked forward to going on the trail. And bit by bit, I just colored in my map that I had the long vertical map of the AT and just, I jumped around and stuff. And then I finished. And then after that, uh, you know, the, the PCT sure sounded interesting. And then before I knew it, I was doing that. And I said, never again. And now I'm doing the CDT and we'll see uh, how far we get with that, so. Right. I love what you're saying about like the whole never again thing. Like you do it and then you're like, I'm done, 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 done. And yeah. it's kind of like, I don't know, climbing up a mountain or something, you do it. And then the next, or, you know, right after when you're in pain, you're like, never again. But then the next day <laughs> or the next week you're craving it again. So yeah. totally am with you there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Funny how that happens. It just keeps pulling you back or pulling me back at least. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of our um, listeners, especially if they're experienced hikers or even, um, you know, somebody who just does a weekend backpacking trip or hikes up peak bags. I think a lot of people can um, relate to that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the intro. Now let's get into the rapid fire questions. So these are meant to be quick answers, but if we want to like go into it a little bit more, we can um, definitely go into tangents sometimes on this show and that's totally okay. So first one, grossest thing you did or ate while on trail? Uh, that was a hard question for me. Nothing was really, really gross, but when I thought about it a bit, I was inspired by, I don't know if you guys have watched Darwin on YouTube or anything, right? Yes. But he was one time talking about food and I thought, that looks good. And it was like a tortilla wrap with Cheetos on it, crushed up Cheetos and tuna and I think he put ketchup on or something. And it was just gross. It was awful. It was the worst thing I ever ate. And, uh, but aside from that, that's, I've had pretty good, you know, food on the trail. I haven't taken up with eating ants or frogs or <laughs> tadpoles or anything like that. You know, it's like, yeah. Okay, that does sound, with the ketchup, at, you got me at ketchup. Like when you add the ketchup, that's what oh. I feel like would be so disgusting. <laughs> but some people love ketchup, so. It's got calories, you know, just. It's got calories. Whatever you've got, put it on there, right? Right, no. yeah, the little ketchup no. packets that are so convenient. <laughs> okay, well, good to know. <laughs> All right, next, UL or don't care, ultralight or don't care? 
I go as UL as I can. I'm, I'm sort of, I watch my money and I get the lightest gear I can, but if I can't get ultra light, I go lightweight. And that mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. Yeah, it helps. Right. Yeah, yeah. And when you say it helps, do you mean it helps with kind of like joint pain or like what in your experience or, or like saving money, you know, it, not bringing as much? Yeah, it helps for both. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, I it's like, um, it's just the less you, the less weight you carry, as we all know, the happier you are during the day, right? And that's what helps the most. And if I if I pinch a few pennies on the gear, like if I'm spending two hundred dollars on a tent versus six hundred dollars on a tent, that lets me, you know, in town have a nice meal or something. And it's all about food. Yeah, but oh my gosh, yes, so, yeah, you're preaching to the choir over here. <laughs> And I'm sure the yeah. listeners agree too, especially the experienced hikers. Love it. Okay. Boots or trail runners? Uh, trail runners always. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I started out with boots on the AT back in the day. And uh, yeah, I, I so much love my uh, ultra lone peaks. It's just great. Yeah. Ah, you're in the lone peak club. A lot of people are. A lot of people <laughs> swear by those shoes. Yeah. Okay. Last rapid fire question. Stove or cold soak? Uh, both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for breakfast and lunch, it's cold soak. For dinner, it's it's stove. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people like having a hot meal at the end of the day, especially. So yeah, lots of people in that camp. Nice. Okay. Getting into the bulk of our interview, 10 questions for experienced hikers. So the first one. We know your trail name is Snickers. How did you get that trail name? Um, you know, it's just, it just came to me. I forget exactly where it came from or who it came from. Back on the AT, I'd be eating Snickers for breakfast. You know, it's like, what a wonderful thing that is. The Snickers to start the day, you know, it starts you out right every time. And uh, so it's a name that stuck with me. It's a happy name. When I say my name to, to other hikers, they smile, you know, it's like, uh, it's good. Yep. And you usually do have a Snickers bar in your hand. So <laughs> <laughs> love it. Very appropriate. Okay. Second question. And I know you went over this a little bit in your intro, but maybe we can go more in depth. What drew you to long distance hiking? Well, funny you ask, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I known about, I've always been a hiker, a backpacker for years and the Appalachian Trail runs close to New York City. It's only like an hour away, hour and a half away. So if you're hiking the Appalachian Trail, come on down into the city, you know. <laughs> Will like, do. We're here, yeah. <laughs> and um, so, you know, one weekend, it was probably about this time, it was in the summertime. I think it was like actually maybe late June or something. And I was hiking over by Tiarati Circle. And I bumped into this other backpacker and I just stopped to chat and they were a through hiker and it's like this is super cool you know so I'm chatting with them and then and then she says well you know we're having a hiker feed today I'm like huh she said no a hiker feed free food come on down and have some free food it's like but I'm not a through hiker you know I don't want to you know impinge on no no come on down so I did, and it was just the coolest thing. This was before there was much with the internet going on. This was in the 90s, you know, people barely had email then. So you read about through hikers now and then, 
in a book from the library. And, uh, but to meet one was like a celebrity sighting. And then they invited me to a party of through hikers. And it was just so cool. You know, they were all, these, these two guys had through hiked the AT the year before and they did Katahdin and they said, we're gonna go back and do trail magic. And somehow bingo, I was there the weekend they were doing it. And they put signs up because there's no gut hook, there's no internet. And they had photocopied signs put in the shelters in New Jersey, Connecticut, New Yorker, New York, hiker feed, come to the hiker feed at Tirati Circle on this date. And they even had a van picking up people, you know? So they, all these hikers came in all day to Tirati Circle and they had, you know, like people were playing the guitar, women were wearing Indian print dresses and there were like, you know, the, these trash cans full of cold beverages and stuff. And there were people going through photo albums and talking to the through hikers in New York saying, this is what Katahdin looks like. This is what the whites look like, you know? And like, there was no internet stuff then, you know, where people were like sharing anything. This is, this is sharing, it was so cool. And there's one guy I met and I don't know if you'll ever hear my thank you, but thank you, Mr. Now or Never, because he, he talked to me and um, we sat there talking a while while he's eating his burger and I'm eating my veggies or something. And these people are floating around and everybody's coming in and coming out. Hey, how you doing? Hey, over here. I was like, I've like joined the band of gypsies here. You know, I don't know what was going on or, or a rainbow gathering or something. I couldn't quite figure, but they all, they were cool. They took me in like a, like a babe among wolves, you know, and now or never it was, he was an ophthalmologist from Maine and his son had done the Appalachian Trail the previous year and he figured he was gonna do it. He started with a trail named Adante, which is a fancy musical speak for slowly because he's, he's an older hiker. But nobody knew what the heck he was talking about when he said Adante. So he changed it to now or never. Uh, somebody gave it to him and it stuck. But we talked a long time and it just was so, it just broke my preconceptions of what a through hiker is. And this is one of my big things with the trail is it breaks your preconceptions. You meet people one-on-one -on -one and it just breaks through all this, this stuff you've got built up in your brain. And it's not true. Andante played in an orchestra in Maine. I met two young women who were like these, um, what were they from the, from the Hobbit or, or one of those books with those names. And they were small and petite and giggly. And they were freaking hiking from, from Georgia to Maine. And they've already gone all the way to New York. They're more than halfway. And I, previous to this, I thought through hikers, man, they're like, there's like green berets, special forces, you know, it's like, this is really tough, hardcore people. But, you know, it's like, it was so cool to meet all of these guys there. So I hung out for hours and then I said, you know, I've got to go and hike a few more miles. And I went on my way and I, it just touched me to the heart. And after that, I started section hiking and uh, it, my life was never the same after meeting those through hikers. It was just phenomenal. So I, I hope that. I haven't, haven't been going on too long, but it was no. a, a magical moment that's like, was life changing for me. You know, it was really special. Yeah, it's beautiful to hear that. And um, I think every, every through hiker has had some moment like that, 
um, kind of a breakthrough. Their life was never the same again. And um, I love what you're saying about, you know, you had preconceived notions of what a through hiker was. Um, And then you met these actual hikers that were making it. They were more than halfway. And, um, you know, there's somebody you could meet on the, on the street in New York or in California, where I am, they're just, they're doctors, they're um, people who work in the food industry, they're um, people in the finance world. It's just like all different people. And all different ages. I all thought, different ages. At that time, I thought after 40, you're washed up. You'll never do a through hike kid, give up on it, you know? Not, yeah. not so as, as no. we all have found out. And it's, it's a beautiful conglomeration of people from different backgrounds. So I love what you're saying about that. Which year, how did you happen to, I mean, just to turn tables on you, how did you do oh. this crazy stuff? Um, oh, okay. My mom was a backpacker. And uh-huh. so I didn't really know that until I was in college. Um, I was looking through her, fo- her photo albums are actually right here. Um, <laughs> I have one of them. And I was looking through one of her photo albums photo and albums. I saw her with a backpack on like one of the um, external frames. And so I asked her about it and um, she's like, oh yeah, I used to backpack in the Sierra with my sister. And I was like, what? And so she told me all <laughs> about that. And then years later I got into it, but that was kind of the spark. There's always like a spark somewhere um so that's initial but then there's multiple other things that happen in my life where it kind of built up to a through hike so I would um there's this challenge in Southern California um there because there's mm. a lot of peaks you've been on one of them San Jacinto um mm. so there's a it's called the six pack of peaks challenge and so I did that in 2017 um and that's when I first started backpacking was to do this challenge of hiking six peaks in a year in Southern California. So that kind of started my backpacking like more um, fiercely, I guess you could say. And then that progressed to through hiking. (laughs) Very quickly, very quickly, two years. Very quickly, yes. Yeah, Yeah. and then just being unhappy at work and needing some adventure was kind of the final, uh, final, I don't know if you want to call it the final straw or what, but you know, I just said, you know, okay, enough of this. I'm doing something different now. So yeah, that was a little bit of the progression, but thank you for asking. (laughs) And then of course my life was forever changed after doing the PCT. That's so So, cool. Can't seem to stop now, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hopefully following in your footsteps for the Triple Crown, but we will will see how that goes in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Third question. Sure. What were your favorite? So this is twofold. What were your favorite and least favorite pieces of gear? Um, and then are you going to make any changes for your future hikes? So when you keep going on the CDT, are you going to make any changes with your gear? Uh, my favorite piece of gear was the uh, Six Moon Designs uh, Lunar Solo Tent. Um, it's a really sweet tent. And my least favorite piece of gear is the lunar solo the six moon designed lunar solo <laughs> tent also it's my least favorite piece of gear okay so you definitely have to explain both sides of this then <laughs> i guess so it's kind of a love hate thing yeah um it's a it's a classic uh backpacker tent uh, i learned of uh, years ago the model hasn't changed much over the years and um it doesn't weigh much it's under two pounds um and um 
you know, it's got a beautiful, it opens up. So you've got, it's sort of like a, like a, like a half pyramid sort of situation where you open up the front flies and it's just mesh netting between you and the outdoors, which I love. And the air just flows in. It's a single wall and it keeps it from the condensation from building up and stuff. And um, so it's, it goes up pretty easily. Um, so the least favorite thing about it is that it's, it takes a bit of adjusting if the tent stakes in right. And sometimes you can't get the stakes in, you have to use rocks and stuff. Um, and then also with heavy, heavy storms um, uh, that are prolonged for hours on end, uh, the rain sometimes gets in a bit, but that's probably true of all tents. But overall, it's, it's been a good friend and a, a terrible friend at the same time. Yeah, but we're, we're on good terms. I don't intend to uh, replace it. I'm having uh, issues with the zipper right now, uh, but I may just live with that as being one of its shortcomings and uh, yeah, one of its things. So thanks yeah, for asking. I I know we were talking about tents a lot when we were hiking in New Mexico recently. So we'll see how that goes. I'm kind of having the same issues with my big Agnes with the zipper specifically. Um, so, you know, in future, during future hikes, um, I might just be dealing with it like you have been. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I was, see how looking, that goes. I was looking at the sales this weekend. I thought, no, no, just keep what I have. You know? I did the same thing, the REI sale and all that. I was like, huh, yeah. let's just, let's just take a look. But I, I was like, right. you know what? Yeah. No, no, I don't need another 10. I don't need to spend the money. It's expensive. And yeah. you know, I don't need to, we were talking about this to contribute to the landfills. I can just make it work, you know, whether it's um, bringing like little clips to clip the bottom zipper. So, you know, <laughs> my tent's not open. So we could definitely make it work in the future. Yeah. <laughs> but um, good to know about, about your tent specifically and for people who are maybe considering buying that version. And that I'm assuming that version is kind of still up for sale or do they have, I know like with it shoes, is. they have different models yeah. every year that change, yeah. but is, is this still on the six moons? It's still, designs. it's still the same. They keep doing it year after year. And right now they're sold out. You know, I went to the site just to see what's going on there and they're sold out. It retails for um, like, a, I think $180 or I didn't check the price this time. And then they seam the seals for They seal the seams. Try that. <laughs> yeah. Tongue twister. <laughs> that tongue twister. They'll, they'll seal the seams for you for 30 bucks uh, is how it was when I bought it. Maybe it's gone up a few dollars since then, but it's very moderate price. It's under two pounds and um, yeah, it works out. I like it. That's good to know. And I didn't realize the price point was so good. Um, even yeah. for, with the seaming, um, that's a really good price for a tent under two pounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I don't know if it's sold in stores too much or just online. And um, yeah. Okay, Excuse good me. to know about that one. I might have to check it out for, you know, future endeavors. <laughs> um, and then I guess the last part of that question, are you making any changes with your gear? Um, like if you, let's say you finish the CDT um, or are you just gonna kind of keep everything as is right now? You know, I'm, I'm lying to myself right now. I'm saying this is, if I get, to, if I get up to Glacier, you know, this is it, then we're done. So I'm saying no more new gear, but uh, we'll see what happens there. I'm, not, I'm just repairing gear I have, just little tweaks. Um, you know, I changed the cords on things. I, I just mended my sun gloves the other day. It's like, you know, I, all that kind of stuff, but no new, no new gear. Thanks. Good. Yeah. 
Okay, nice. I'm, I'm, tr I'm in that camp as well. I'm trying to just mend what I have at this point. So yay for going green, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Question number four, what is your favorite and your worst memory from trail? And this is going to encompass everything. So the AT, PCT, CDT, favorite and worst. And I know this is a hard question because we're kind of covering a lot of ground right now. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's just, it, there's so many favorite moments. It's hard to say, but my favorite moments aren't. My favorite is the people. Um, and I like the humor on the trail, you know, it's like, I loved being on the Appalachian Trail up in Maine. And I think it was southbounding at that point, maybe I was even repeating part of a section at that point. And I met these, this, this couple who were just having a good time. And they were putting on the miles quicker than me. So I only saw them for one evening. But they came into camp. And I said, So what's your name? Prime Rib. And, and, and I said, Well, what's your name? Tenderloin. I said, oh, well, nice to meet you. And I'm vegetarian, so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, all kinds. And it turned out they were vegans. Oh. Yeah, it was Inter like. Interesting. I know, it's <laughs> like, well, I don't know. I think there was a thing for a while where people were using names that were like the opposite of what they were. I haven't oh. seen it. I haven't seen it lately. I toyed with the, the name of fat boy, a fat girl for a while or something. <laughs> but I, I was told it was too on PC. Um, you know, stuff like that. And then there was, there's like a, a cucumber boy. I don't know. I met on the Appalachian Trail doing a section. And she was this, this Russian girl from, I don't know, Virginia or someplace originally from Russia or something, but she went by Cucumber Boy. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, so I love the humor. You know, I love the names have the humor when the names have a humor to them. And um, so there's really no favorite moment per se. There were so many. Every, every time I'm out there, there's a favorite moment as, as you probably know, Cheer, you know? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a tough question. And I love that you're, yeah, computing memories into the people in the community because it's so, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. And it's hard to pick one. Um, and it's, it's funny what you're saying about the trail names, like being kind of the opposite of what you are. I wonder, yeah. like, it sounds like maybe that was a trend at the time um, when you were hiking or something. You know, it might be because I think uh, Frodo, you know, of, of Scout Man and, uh, uh, you know, and Frodo, uh, you know, Frodo's a guy's name, you know, this sort of gender bending, this play with right. names kind of thing. Mm -hmm. so, but I haven't seen that uh, in the last year or two. I haven't been more like it's been really, yeah, strange to, it just doesn't match up, you know. <laughs> yeah, there was one hiker, I guess I won't say her name on, well, no, I'm not going to say her name, but she did have a name that was kind of opposite of her, but there was only one person I met, I think, where it was like, oh, you look nothing like your trail name. <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I don't, I guess I haven't really experienced that too much. So I wonder, yeah, like certain trends just kind of flow through the trail community in some years or something. Yeah, could, could well be. But it makes it fun, right? <laughs> it does. It does. I'm trying to think if there was a trend this year on the CDT when we were just huh. out there. We were just out there when uh, during uh, April and May for almost 
six weeks, almost seven weeks. And we met a lot of different people and, um, you know, great names. But how do you get a trend out of like Anvil and, and yeah. Coffee Break? And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and to the big libido and all, yeah. all of these people, you know, like what trends do you see there? I don't know. You know, it's like it's, it's hard, to, hard to pick. Yeah, it seemed like those trail names were true to the personalities that we met. And I think the hard thing about the CDT is a lot of people have already done through hikes. They're not like getting their trail name on that yeah. trail in particular. And I'm trying to think back to like the newer hikers. I don't know if there was necessarily a trend just like by maybe the way they looked um, or yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's just, yeah, it's hard. Just like you say, uh, uh, not as many first time through mm -hmm. hikers on the CDT. Right. You know, uh, there were a few. There was Foxy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who's Walter White. Walter White. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, Sadhu. Yes, um, Sadhu. That's right. Yeah. But not too many first timers. So mm -hmm. yeah, people brought things with them. Was right. was, Bo was Booney? Was that was that his name? All the Sometimes people change their PCT. names from trail to trail. PCT. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. Booney got his name on the PCT, and I think everybody, like all of the hikers that we were with, except for maybe a lot of names, lots of names. Yeah, she was but kind she... of the only one who was like a shapeshifter, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I think everybody had their names from a different trail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. interesting how that works. And who knows, maybe when, you know, as I do the AT in the future and as you finish up your CDT track, maybe we'll see some other trends. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? Maybe not. <laughs> who knows? There's, but there's always a lot of candy names like Snickers or Skittles yes. or yeah. that kind uh -huh. of thing. Yeah. So, Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Food, food and candy never goes away when it comes to names. Yeah. Right. Yes. Totally. <laughs> All right, so let's get into your worst memory on trail if you have, um, you know, maybe one or two things to um, say about that. I guess the, the I've got two worst memories. Um, and, and both of them aren't that terrible, you know, <laughs> it's just how it goes. But one of them, I went up to the Whites and uh, it was a section hike and I, um, I got on and I don't know, not everybody has, if you're new to the uh, through hiking, uh, what the whites mean, but the whites mean up and down. And it's very hard on you. It's very grueling, very demanding. There's a saying on the trail that on the Appalachian Trail, when you've reached the whites, you've done 80% of the distance, but only 20% of the work, you know, uh -oh. and it sort of bears true there. And so I had gone up there and I had, probably a week and a half off from work uh, to do a chunk of the whites that I was doing. And I went through a lot of trouble to get there because uh, doing sections, you become a master at uh, transportation, you know, buses and shuttles and hitchhiking. And so I got there and I did this wonderful section and it was the, uh, gosh, I forget which chunk it was. Was it the presidentials? But it was one of the very rugged stretches. And after three days, my knees said, no more. They just wouldn't work anymore. <laughs> I was shot. So I, I limped out of the woods. You know, I got out fine. You know, I just, I, I got over one of the peaks. I don't know if it was Madison or what. And um, I went down 
to where a bus would come through and I got on the bus and I went home. And it was just so awful to get on the bus and see the whites getting smaller and smaller and smaller in the distance as I looked out the window. And I had to go home because I wasn't, yeah, my knees gave out. I pushed it too hard, too fast or something. So that was a terrible moment. And then another one came um, in 2020 on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, we all, like our trail family had, you know, had been like an accordion together and apart, together and apart, together and apart. And we had gotten to Canada and um, we were kind of together there. And then I got down to finish off the Sierra, which um, I flipped down to Bishop and um, got in there. And you guys are coming down from uh, Chester. And yes. I, was, I was coming up from uh, Bishop area. And um, I got sick at Muir Trail Ranch. I had some bad food somehow. E either was like allergic reaction to something and I was sick all night. And um, it's just, it was terribly sick all night. Some people get Giardia. Trail hygiene is so important. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a filter Giardia thing. It wasn't Giardia because it didn't last long, but I think it was like a food poisoning, but it completely, I was already uh, depleted from hiking, you know, to over 2000 miles. And I was kind of worn down. And that, that intestinal distress just put me off the hike. And then it started to snow a little in the Sierra. And so then I had to go home. So I guess the worst moments weren't really on the trail. It was after the trail when I said, I've got to go home and come back another day. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I think um, that was 2019 when yeah. all this happened. I remember. That's right. 2019. Yeah. And then yeah. 2020 was kind of like finishing a little section or whatever coming back. Yeah. Um, now, when you were sick, were you in the hut on, on Muir Pass? I'm trying to remember back no, no. to hearing about this. Okay, you weren't. Okay. No, thank goodness I wasn't way up there. I was yeah. half, I was luckily down by Muir Trail Ranch. And when was, you got sick. When I got sick. Okay. I yeah. had, um, yeah, I had this bad food and, and they were wonderful to me. I went oh, down good. and they had a little store there and um, they had some emodium or something or other. I'm not sure exactly what, but um, I remember just talking to people and saying, just a minute, I have to lay down. And, oh. and I'm, you know, in the oh. middle of a conversation, I say, oh, excuse me, I have to lay down a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I didn't get sick there, but I was so weakened by it all that it oh. just was devastating to me. And so right. it was a terrible moment. I, getting sick on the trail is really bad. Um, and um, yeah, as, as people will talk about. So, oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's good you were at the ranch versus being like on top of a mountain or something or a really pass. Lucky. I was really <laughs> yeah. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that makes the situation, you know, great, but at least, yeah. you know, Much you better. had access to other people and medicine yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that insight. So next question. Now <laughs> we're getting into another moment on trail, but now we're moving to scariest moment on trail. Oh, well, <laughs> I think I might know what you're going to say. <laughs> no, for this one. no, no, there okay. was another, there was another one. Okay. I think you, you're guessing that I was going to talk about mm. the, uh, the river crossing. Yeah. When yes. a certain, uh, 
fellow hiker with her and her name starts with a C. Uh, (laughs) Didn't quite make it across, uh, but um, but was grabbed out of the the situation by another one of our our little group there. But on a little more romantic note than the sheer terror of of that. But I think on a higher scale to me, I thought about this a minute. I thought, um, you know, what was the scariest, you know, thanks for asking this question because it took me a moment, but uh, well, there's, there were, there's another one, but um, Forrester Pass was, was up there too. Both of those situations were about a nine on a scale of 10 in terms of my fear index, but 10 on a scale of 10 was again in 2019, uh, no, this is in 2020, um, heading down, and I don't remember where I was exactly, NorCal or something. And it was just another day, you know, just cranking up the miles, you know, like 25, baby, you got this, you're doing good. <laughs> and I haven't seen people in a while because um, I was southbounding in uh, late August, early September. And I got to an area where on gut hook, you know, I always read gut hook for the comments because I'm always concerned about you know, uh, bear encounters or, um, you know, trees falling on people kind of thing. Um, um, God bless. Um, Mm. uh, But um, I was got to this place where they talked about the deer were pretty active there. And so I I got there and and they said they were all a lot of cow pies too. And there were ATVs and all this stuff. I thought, okay, just another site, no big deal. So I set up my tent and I cook my dinner and I'm, I'm kind of, you know, getting ready to go to bed and I'm just relaxing. And I feel, hear a few ATVs in the distance, right? And earlier I heard some dogs barking like bear hunting dogs or something. So, so what happened next was, was not expected to me. I'm laying in bed, it's completely dark. I'm all alone. You know, it's like, it's different when you hike alone. A lot of times on the trail, you know, you're with other people, or especially in camp you are, you many, you're around people, even if they're like a quarter mile away, there's still some comfort there. And I'm laying there and this was, oh, this was like somewhere um, north of Truckee somewhere okay. up in there. Yeah, it was kind of remote. It wasn't a popular area and it's completely dark. And then this howling came. Holy shit. Sorry. It was like right outside my tent. I swear it was 50 feet away from my tent. And it it didn't sound like a coyote to me. And I was like, it was my, my fear. There's something primal about it, where it just chilled me down to the core. It's like, you know, it's like, I was, I was really, oh my God. I, you know, there's nothing you can do. It's just you up there. There's nobody around. There's nothing going on and it's pitch dark and your glasses are off and you can't see anything. And you hear this howling right outside your tent and you're going, holy cow, what's going on out there? And I didn't know whether to be really quiet or whether to make noise. And, and so 
I don't think I had my voice at that point. I think I was so scared. I couldn't shout. And I had some rocks in my tent, which I will clap together if to keep a bear away or something. And so I clapped them together. And then the howling stopped. And I clapped together some more. And it stopped. And I'm just, I'm just frozen there. I don't know what to do. I mean, it's like, I mean, like they tell you what to do on all these signs about bears and this and that, but what about howling animals outside your tent? I had no idea. I couldn't see what was going on. And I just, I just laid there and I, I was like, well, just lay here because don't get out of the tent. I had all this logic, you know, you start to have your mind runs. Don't get out of the tent because the animals will think there's, they'll see there's just one of you. There might, they might think there's like five people in here and they should stay away, you know? Or, you know, yeah, all these things run through. But mostly I just, all I had all these thoughts run through my mind. I thought about my daughter, I thought about my wife, you know, this might be the end. Cause I've always said, I've always said, I don't wanna die hooked up to an IV in a hospital. I want to die with my boots on, you know? So, but then I'm thinking, no, I'm not ready to go. <laughs> I'll take the IV. <laughs> dear, dear God, yes. Get me through this. So I just laid there with my heart beating. Boom, 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 boom. And, uh, and, then, and then I calmed down and I heard nothing more. I just heard the, the howling. You know, it was like one howl and it's the second one started, I clapped and then silence. And I didn't hear any, any howls back. And I thought, good, there's no pack circling in, but maybe there are, I don't know, you know? So, oh, geez, I was so scared. And after an hour and a half, I said, it's okay. It's okay, you can go to sleep now. It's an hour and a half and the, the danger is past. And that was my scariest, scariest moment on the trail. I was so petrified. And um, I think the next day I said, never again. I'm done with this hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, here, here you go. <laughs> Saying never again. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. I'm an idiot. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one. We all get back up and do it all over again, even with experiences but, like that. But it was, it was so amazing to be a human being in the middle of the forest on this earth spinning through the universe in space and this primal thing going on and it's just me and if if that animal comes in i've got my hiking pole here and we'll i don't know what we'll do but i'm ready you know it's like right. i'm not just gonna lay here you know it's like, but it was like a, an amazing thing where you just you realize yeah something about yourself it just brings power to you kind of i don't know it's weird yeah so yeah. you, you, you get through it and you go, yeah, mm -hmm. cool. you got through it. Yeah, exactly. We, we got this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that would be very chilling. I'm picturing myself in that situation. I don't know what I would do, but it would be so <laughs> scary. I don't think I could go to bed, you know, like it'd be so, so scary. So if you, if, if we, you know, next time we hike together, yeah. if that night you hear some howling outside your tent, just realize it's me playing a joke, being a funny <laughs> hiker. 
<laughs> Ooh, that's a that's a cruel joke, but I'll assume it's you. <laughs> if not, just lay there quietly for an hour and a half and see what happens. And clap, yeah, my trekking poles together clap your, or something your like that. Clap hands together, yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, and I don't know, you know, who knows what the animal was. Maybe it was a a coyote maybe it was a wolf but um yeah. i didn't realize in northern california i think cool hand was our, our friend cool hand was telling me about this yeah. is there are wolves in northern california and i didn't realize that so maybe that's what it could have been who knows um yeah. but what what an amazing thing to witness even though it was probably very scary you know it was very scary for you um yeah like what you're saying, how amazing is that? I mean, it seems like it's probably a rare occurrence for somebody yeah. to, to be right next to a howling, you know, baby wolf. Animal, yeah, <laughs> Animal. exactly. I mean, I wasn't going to get out and shine my light on it to see if I identify it. So, no. you know, mm -hmm. I, I really believe it was a wolf from, yeah. from the sound of it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, crazy experience. Yeah, yeah. I bet you've got stories too. But, you know, you know, it's so funny. Like I have all of these questions for hikers and, um, yeah. you know, I've heard countless, uh, answers, but I haven't really like thought about these things for myself. So I, I'd have to think about that one, but there are many, I think for me, it would be lightning. Um, there uh -huh. have been some lightning instances that really scared me. So wow. I think it would be revolved around the lightning situation. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and, um, you know, <laughs> We'll see for Colorado if we ever hike that. That's probably going to yeah. be an issue. Um, and you just have to try to make smart decisions around it. So, yeah. But lightning is definitely my biggest fear on trail. So, um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, who knows? That that could be in another interview. I guess we could talk about lightning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Question six. Now we're getting into food, which I know is our favorite topic. Um, yeah. Where and what was your best town meal? Uh, you know, yeah, it's a tough one. The tough they're, one. What comes to your mind first? Well, well, they're all good. <laughs> um, <laughs> food is good, especially town food. Totally. Um, I would rule out immediately. I would say Timberline Lodge, no. You know, like uh, it's memorable, um, the all you can eat. And for PCT hikers, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like a highlight. It's something you look forward to for, for a long time before you get there and you hear stories about it. And it was remarkable, but really mine was much more um, ordinary. I don't know, maybe it was the frame of mind I was in or the moment I was there, or maybe it was the food. It was at JJ's Cafe in Old Station, just before Hat Creek Rim. And um, they have breakfast there. And I went in there and there were a couple other hiker trash sitting around too. And uh, a Native American family and some other vacationers and stuff. And it was in the backyard and um, it was a sunny morning and I got there early because I knew they'd have breakfast. You know, it's like, I do this where when I know there's gonna be good food, I'll camp nearby. So I love breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, F favorite meal. And um, so I got there and I'm just sitting by myself. And uh, of course, you know, it's, it's uh, I have to confess, you know, it's like maybe other people do this too, but I go into a restaurant 
and I sit down to order and I'm looking at the menu and then I order and they finish their meal and they've left food behind. And I want to go over and take their food before, before the wait, the wait staff comes and removes it. You know, I just, you know, it's, I just want to devour everything in sight. So, I mean, it's a, I'm sure I'll bet, I'll bet if you asked around, I bet that's, you know, people probably tell you, you know, have you ever stolen food off somebody else's table? You know, <laughs> of course, after they're gone, I hope not right. just when they're going to the restroom or something. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty hiker trash is to like, yeah, scarf food off. But anyway, so it's another whole thing. But, but I went there and it was just, it was just, it was just a wonderful, you know, small restaurant in an area that gets a lot of tourism near Lassen National Park. But they have this wonderful breakfast. And I had this Mediterranean uh, free egg breakfast. And um, they had on it like, uh, they had like uh, uh, this olives, you know, Kalamata olives. Oh, Kalamata, yeah. Kalamata olives. It was an egg scramble. And they had, uh, yeah, it had feta cheese, Kalamata olives, and homemade biscuits. Um, and a huge pile of hash browns. And it was just so good. It was just so good. And there was a lot of it. And I didn't have to even like order more food after that, you know? It was like, yeah. So that's my JJ's, without JJ's. a doubt. JJ's at Old Station, uh, just before Hat Creek Rim. Uh, really worth the little detour to get there. Yeah. Nice. Okay, yeah. I might have to make a trip up there at some point. <laughs> I miss JJ's. I didn't stop in Old Station. Oh. So. Next time, right? <laughs> yeah, total. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to write that one down. Okay, question seven. So we're still talking about food, but now we're moving to trail. So we talked about your favorite in-town meal. Now, what's your favorite meal to prepare or eat on trail? You know, it's just, for me, I'm just a simple guy, just ramen with tuna, you know. Mm -hmm. I do have a special kind of ramen I like that I bought at the Asian market in New York City called Sapporo Ichiban. And it's so much better than the other ramen you get in the supermarkets. But but uh, just any kind of ramen I love, it's good, yeah. And I can attest to that special ramen you buy because it always smells so good <laughs> when you're cooking it. And I always ask like, ooh, what are you having? Yeah. It's always that ramen. Yeah. Yeah. That my drop box, great. you know, my, my boxes that I ship to myself, I always pack full of the yeah, support of Ichiban. Yes. Nice. Cool. Okay. Question eight. What was the nicest thing? I don't know. This is a very hard question too, but maybe just say whatever pops to your mind. If you can't totally think of like, you know, one or one specific thing. I know a lot of hikers are like, I can't even answer this question. So I say, well, what comes to your mind first? Um, what was the nicest thing someone did for you on trail or in town? Oh, uh, God. Yeah. I like know. You're saying, it's, it's hard. Like, it's like, yeah, maybe, yeah, which uh, every week there's something so nice people do. Yeah. Um, maybe just an example yeah. of something that pops to mind. Because I know for me, I have multiple things I could say, but I know like what I would choose to say, if that makes any sense. You know, it's well, an example of all of the kindness. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just the, the, I don't know why people are so nice at through hikers, but yeah. they are, you know, and God bless them. Um, and, and church people are especially nice. Um, 
I'm not religious myself, but um, again, the trails made me just open to, you know, what I used to go, oh, I don't know. Uh, now right. I'm just so much, yeah, I'm appreciative of when people say, God bless you. I say, God bless you back. But mm -hmm. I, and I was on the PCT again, I, I guess it's a fairly recent memory and um, just getting rides, you know, people picking me up and giving me rides. My, um, I just, I like it when people share very quickly with me who they are and what they're about um, uh, on the trail. Two really quick, there was one from Chester taking me out to the trail um, to go southbound on a little section. And I love it when she's told me, cause this is during COVID, which is, um, you know, people were very careful and, and I was being very careful at that time too. But this woman was doing laundry and she was like, um, you know, she gave me a ride and, and she said, you know, don't tell my husband about this if you see me on the trail, okay? Because I'm not supposed to do this. I said, um, okay, I won't, yeah. yeah. And, and we weren't, both wore masks the whole way. But she opened up to me a little bit about herself very quickly. Um, I guess I just love that people share with me. Um, and, and sometimes it's sharing a, a good deed or sh you know, sharing a, a few dollars or a meal. But I love it when they share little stories. And she told me she was, a, she was like 68 years old. She was an adrenaline junkie. And uh, mm -hmm. this little old lady with white hair driving a car, picking up a, a hitchhiker to take her to the trail, you know? And she told me about how on her birthday, one of her birthdays, a gift to her was, um, I think her husband bought her a ticket or some kind of special thing where she got to ride in the passenger seat of a NASCAR race car. And they, they went around the race track at 180 miles an hour, you know? And she's like, but a lady. <laughs> she's like, oh my God, look at this. And uh, so I, I love that she shared that with me that she's an adrenaline junkie. And I sort yeah. of got it a little bit because I think that's a little bit of me on the trail. I'm a very careful, uh, well-researched, quiet guy, but I do love um, some excitement now and then. And I think the trail gives that to me and to all of us. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's the best thing people give to me. It's like a little, little glimmer into themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're beautiful souls that, you know, you don't have to help you know, for me, I always think like, I'm a stinky hiker. You don't know who I am. You don't have to help me, but here you are, you know, giving me a ride or, you know, whatever it is. And um, it, it's a beautiful thing. These people are just, their souls are so beautiful and there's so much kindness on trails. So that's a really great example. Okay. Question number nine, what is the greatest lesson you learned while hiking? Um, Jeez, you know. <laughs> These are hard questions. <laughs> it's never say never, just keep going. Yeah. Mm. That applies to life as well as to being on the trail. And um, the people on the trail um, sometimes are have things going on and maybe they know it or they don't know it. Um, and um, yeah, it's just keep on going. Um, I've told a few people. I'm pretty open about this, but, um, you know, I did a lot of section hiking cause I love to hike, you know, on the Appalachian trail, but then, um, uh, you know, I always toyed with the idea of the Pacific crest trail coming. And so 
but I never committed to it. It's like, you know, I've got to work, you know, I've got to, you know, my daughter's in college, uh, you know, I have this and that. And then um, um, this uh, unfortunate thing happened in my life. Um, um, you know, uh, shit happens as they say. Uh, my younger brother, Joe, who was like um, my best friend, I'm from a family of five kids and we were close um, uh, forever, you know, and um, he passed away. He, uh, he was diagnosed with uh, an inoperable brain tumor. Um, suddenly, um, I guess it was probably in 2017 or something like that. And he was, uh, you know, he went into hospice and he was gone in 10 weeks. And um, so, um, you know, so you just keep on keeping on, right? And that's what I did for a couple of years, but it started to weigh on me. I think it pulled me down a bit. Um, it was a, it was real hard for me to, to lose my best friend and to lose my brother like that. And um, so he loved the outdoors. And so I, um, I heard that the PCT needed permits or something. I thought, really? So I looked into it and um, I put my name in that November draw thing and, and, and it all worked out. And then I had to commit to it. And I, um, uh, and I, just, I just did it, you know, it just uh, it took a bit of talking through with family members and, and, and this and that. And um, so I dedicated my hike to him in 2019. And um, so he was out there with me and I got, uh, you know, and he, he, I had a patch on my backpack put on that my daughter made. So my brother Joe traveled the trail with me. And um, uh, on the anniversary of his passing, I spelled his name out in stones by the side of the trail as a memorial. And it was a wonderful cathartic uh, experience to hike the trail. And, um, you know, it wasn't so much about um, the finishing the trail, the keep going, I gotta keep going, keep it moving, you know, like, like never say never, never give up. But it was more about a spirit of living with joy and happiness, um, about not letting, you know, uh, things that you can't control pull you down. And, um, so the, the trail taught me that because the, the trail has its difficulties here and there, but, um, but it, it teaches you a lot of wonderful things. And that's just the one thing, that's, that's what it taught me is just keep going and keep your spirits up and keep other people's spirits up, you know? Like don't, um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hard things that go on in life and in the world. And um, if it gets you real down, take a hike kid you know <laughs> that's what you did so that's it. what i did yeah thanks for asking and, and thanks for giving me a moment to share that um yeah yeah it's really beautiful and i don't i know the listeners can't see but i'm like tearing up every time you talk about oh. joe i tear up it's it's beautiful how you speak about him um yeah. and i can just feel even though we're looking at each other on screen i can feel the love that you had for him so um it's really beautiful. And Thanks. I love that you're carrying him with you. It's in the form of a, pa a patch, right? That your yeah. daughter made, the boat? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. boat, because he, he loved 
building, you know, working on boats and stuff. And right. it's right there smack in the middle of my pack. Smack it's, in the middle of your pack. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful thing. So he's there with you. And now he travels up the trail with me. Right. And now that you're doing the CDT, he's there yeah. too. So yeah. who knows? Triple crown, baby. <laughs> right. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But he's gone really far with you. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Question 10. Do you have any advice for aspiring through hikers? Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Don't do it. Stay home on a sofa, man. You'll be, you, you life, life will be easier. You won't have to be going off doing these through hikes all the time, but that's not really advice. I'm just uh, joking. Um, <laughs> I guess the biggest piece of advice is, um, yeah, pay attention to your body. Um, it's like people get obsessed about gear and stuff. And um, as I did with a number of section hikes on the Appalachian Trail, I would go out and try to do too much too quickly. And um, my knees would go out or this or that. And then uh, I wouldn't be able to finish, you know, and it's the total drag to do that. So you can have the lightest gear, you can have the ultra lightest gear, you can have the gear, it's just, it's just, it ranges from, um, you know, there was this, this story in, I think, uh, in Yogi's book about the PCT, where they've got one guy who relates a story, they're all up at Tahikin, which is way up for those of you that don't know, way up north on the PCT, you're almost there, you know, it's like you're almost there, you're days away from the terminus, and you come all this way. And there's like eight of them, you know, like sitting around having dinner or something. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're like, well, what about gear? And they, they look around and, and they have like eight different kinds of backpacks, eight different kinds of bags, eight different kinds of tents. You know, there is no magic number one thing. Um, you know, people, you know, just, just now on the CDT, uh, we saw people with, you know, with ultralight stuff, but then we also saw um, uh, wandering tapeworm. And um, mm. was that it, wandering tapeworm? I, I forget the first tapeworm. Uh, it might be wandering tapeworm. Oh, uh, really? Okay, I on, didn't know on that. On YouTube, I'm not sure. Uh, <gasps> oh, I think on this YouTube, is, you're right. I think on this YouTube? is full name. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, the wandering tapeworm or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. But you know, his gear. Uh, is pretty ultralight, but it also falls into the, the, the camp of, you know, just stuff, you know, where it's like, you know, the Hawaiian shirt and the, which I'm sure isn't like some high tech fabric or anything. Um, so he, you know, so like people just make do with, with less a lot of times. So it's not the gear, it's the person and knowing your body, when to, when to, when to, you know, take, yeah, take care of it and what its limits are, how much you can push it, but you learn this stuff by doing it. And yeah, that's my, my biggest piece of advice. And real quickly uh, with that advice thing, you know, people give advice. And my daughter, Nina, was at this, um, this like artist talk thing with Patty Smith. And somebody from the audience says, Patty, you know, we're just starting our careers as artists. What advice do you have for us? In as, as we, you know, what, what, if you were our age, you know, thinking back, what would advice did you get? She said, go to the dentist. 
She said, take care of your teeth. Make sure you take care of your teeth. Because <laughs> that's the most important thing. You know, you can have your teeth all your life. That's the advice she gave to these people for career advice. But that's, that's kind of, it's this kind of it. You've got to take care of your own, yourself. Yeah. I like that. It's almost too with that, with that advice. Um, you'll figure it out. You'll figure that part out, but take care of your body. You know, that's kind yeah. of maybe a little bit implied, but I love that. <laughs> take care yeah. of your teeth, take everybody. Your teeth. <laughs> yeah. Go see the dentist on go a regular the basis. Dentist. Hey, especially hikers, you know, the stuff we're eating all the time. Oh, oh God. I don't even want to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so, so bad about how I treat my teeth on trail sometimes. So yeah. Well, (laughs) yeah, I was very happy after doing the PCT that, you know, when we all got off last in 2019, I went to the dentist, no cavities. I was so relieved. I was so relieved because all day it's like Snickers bars and Cliff bars and Mrs. Virtue's sucky candies and yeah, everything. Okay. To wrap things up, Snickers, do you think there, is there anything you want to add that would kind of encompass more of your through hikes or your hikes um, that you maybe I missed? Like, was there something really, really huge for you that we didn't cover here today? Um, Gosh, you know, I don't know. Um, It's it's probably easiest for a person to uh, start working on a trail that's near to them. Like if you're on the East Coast, the AT, if you're on the PCT, if you're on the West Coast, the PCT kind of thing. And um, I think it's a, a good thing to do. It's like, it's more within your comfort zone kind of. And it's such a, seems like such an overwhelming thing to go out there and just, you know, you're gonna hike 2000 miles, 3000 miles, you know, are you insane? You know, yes. so it seems a little less insane if you're not like getting on a jet plane and going over and doing it. And I have such total respect, man, it's amazing for the European hikers who come over and they fly all the way from Paris or London or Eastern Europe or someplace or Japan. Asia, yeah. Yeah, and they they come to a country that's not their native tongue and they're getting on into a country where people carry guns around and stuff Mm -hmm. and there's bears and there's all this stuff they've heard about America and then they get here and people are so nice and helpful and open and it's such a wonderful thing but the leap of faith to to like leave home from far away and come here like grit from over in Germany to come over Mm oh you know I hope I'm anyways grit people come like with their their boyfriend and or sometimes from here they bring their dog and then the dog can't hike any further and or the boyfriend is gone you know Mm -hmm. and then people keep hiking and stuff it's like I'm amazed at the 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 tenacious spirit of through hikers Mm -hmm. and it's a certain kind of person that it it appeals to that you meet on the trail and they're wonderful people and um you you help others others help you and you try to 
do what's right and you try to give back um, a bit because so many people do you so much good. So I try to give back whenever I can as well. And so I just want to thank you, Cheer, for, for asking me to do this and um, thank everybody out there for listening because um, it gives me a chance to give back a little bit for all the, you know, the, the generosity and the wonderfulness of people that have sh shared with me on, on my journeys. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's that's my that's I guess that's a fun, the only thing I, I okay. want to add that you haven't asked in the questions here about. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. it's wonderful. The, the community is great. The yeah. community is the most amazing. <laughs> the most yeah. amazing. Well, thank you so much, Snickers. Where can we follow you? Is there anywhere we can follow you on your adventures? Uh, well, I'm going to be on the CDT again in August with somebody <laughs> named Cheer. If <laughs> if everything works out well yeah um and um you can um jump on the trail uh <laughs> meet us <laughs> meet us if you if you can if you can hike as slowly as i do <laughs> hey well, you crush it i could let me say that you can crush it so no nah, nah, you're looking at you're looking in a mirror here um <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not real big with uh, sharing social media. Um, if you meet me on the trail, I will share my uh, Instagram with you. Um, but otherwise it's pretty much like family and, and tra mm -hmm. trail crazies that I've met, I share it with. I figure everybody else would be well bored with it, but also I'm, I just feel a little shy about, mm -hmm. about this. Cause uh, so, so yeah, yeah. Keeping I'm, it private. There's nothing wrong with that. At cool. all. Yeah, I'm a little old school that way. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. So yeah. in other words, we'll see you on trail. <laughs> That's it. That's on it. Trail, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And if you if you can't hike as slowly as me, you could you can come southbounding through Colorado during August and September. And there we go. I'd love to sit down and talk a bit and hear your story and about what's going on with you and why you're out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, again, thank you so much, Snickers, for coming on. Such a great advice and insight about all the trails at this point. Um, we look forward to seeing you on trail and, um, yeah, maybe getting you back on the podcast at some point. Maybe when you finish your triple <laughs> crown, wink, wink, we'll see. Oh, wait, one, one last thing. Oh, yes. Just a big shout out you know this is like academy awards to me like being on, I've <laughs> yes, done your show. i want to i want to thank my trail family stevie wonder thank you man you're the best calzone you're such a sweetheart thank you so much kool-aid you're such a pro man and crazy too and i love that because we need more people like you wonderful artist as well and everybody else on the PCT, Pop, Pop Top and Grit and, and, and so many other people I've hiked with and, and the grocer next door and the mail delivery guy. And the, sorry, I'm getting like Academy Awards. <laughs> I here. love it. I love it. Especially thank you, Cheer, for, for, for putting through our together and for giving back. It's really cool. Oh, right. thank you. You guys yeah. are what make this community um, what it is. So you're welcome and thank you right on back to you and everybody in the community Mwah. okay Mwah.
All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Snickers, and we definitely hope to have him on again here. Something that moved me as Snickers and I were completing our New Mexico Lash, and for those of you who don't know what Lash means, it's a short version of Long Ass Section Hike, <laughs> um, hiker terminology. Uh, he wrote a piece about through hikers, and I hope he uh, doesn't get embarrassed by this, but I wanted to share it with you guys because I thought you would appreciate it. They call us hiker trash. We are lost. We are found in trail towns across America on the AT, PCT, and CDT. We sleep in ditches, in hostels, in hovels, in no star motels. We climb snow-covered mountains, traverse raging rivers. We breathe the memory of indigenous tribes, walk across stolen lands, crying, singing, laughing. Some say we are trash. Drunkards, stoners, dreamers, wanderers, adventurers, artists, and minstrels. But really, we are just stardust, hitching a ride across a very big universe. So there it is, beautiful words from Snickers. And um, I, when he first read that to me, um, we were at a restaurant actually, and I teared up then and I tear up now as I read the words out loud. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if you'd like to get involved with our community, you can visit us at our website. It's a great place to start. We have links to our social media, our YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we have some great resources on there. Like if you're training for a through hike, you can get involved with our Strava group. It's free. Uh, again, great resources on there. We have our meetups, some great meetups coming up in June. And I'm hoping to um, get some in-person meetups going in the Southern California area or maybe even Northern California, Sierra, etc. So TVD on that. Um, now that hopefully, fingers crossed, COVID is kind of dying down a little bit, um, maybe we can make that happen. So um, definitely check out our website. It's www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com. And also, uh, if you rate and review this podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. If you really liked it, um, that would be wonderful. We're trying to get more, I guess, quote, air quote, scene <laughs> on um, Apple Podcasts, etc. So that would really help us out um, if you feel like you want to do that and if you have time. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, happy hiking. <laughs>